You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of Survivor Season 35, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, the Triple H season, and uh, another episode is in the books, the history books. There are five episodes in and uh, a lot to talk about. As per usual, uh, plenty of things that have happened during the week and plenty of things to move forward looking towards. And what better way, of course, as always, to talk about Survivor than with somebody who's actually played this game, uh, somebody who played way back in the fourth season, but somebody who still has not had that second chance to come back again, which is absolutely bullshit. I can say that too because he's a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of the shows. I do speak, of course, the one, the only, Mr. John Carroll. John, welcome back to the Oz Network. Hello, Bean. How is it going for you, sir? Mr. Were you... Can I just also put this out? As featured in People magazine in the last uh, seven days, uh, you big celebrity star, you, back in the uh, the tabloids, I saw your little uh, memory shared of Survivor. Uh, congratulations for being back in the uh, the, the press rags. Uh, well, first of all, it was Entertainment Weekly. Well, that so one, we too, get- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dalton will not be happy. To oh, it's Gordon and Dalton, they're both the same person, aren't they? They just work for different magazines. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was cool. I uh, I was excited to um, um, when they when they reached out and asked me for my uh, my favorite moment, and then they asked me another question too, which I won't say what it is, and then let's see if it pops up later down the road. Ah. Uh, yeah, but that was awesome. I was, you know, I was. I was very happy to provide my little two cents there. I'm disappointed and, it wasn't uh, about the pooing on the crab. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might hear something about that or something close. Hopefully. Well, I mean, to me, that's the best story I think you've ever told on the show, John. So, um, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> when it comes yes. to crapping on crabs, um, I, I often yes, think of John Carroll. Crab, crab. Yeah, that's, that's a weird sentence I thought I'd never say. But anyway, uh, we're here to talk about, obviously, the 35th season, uh, Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. Uh, generally, as we always start off these episodes with, we just get a general vibe of uh, what your take has been on the season. So uh, five episodes in, uh, what, what are you thinking of the 35th season? You, um, I like this season. Coming off of 34 and as outrageous and, and uh, um, hardcore it was, it's nice to see uh, a new set of players, but um, in particular, I-, I like the character development. You know, you're getting to know some of these people a little bit better than I think maybe in the past seasons. I mean, some people are hardly getting any time at all, but um, I'm liking it. I, 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 it's a likable cast, and you know, there's some some really you know uh, nice standout personalities that you could see you know down the road playing again. Yeah, it's. I, I agree with that. I mean, you and I sort of had a bit of a talk about this just off air about how we're both liking this season. And I mean, I think I, I think it's kind of waned away a little bit. There was a lot of people not really liking this season, how it began. But I think kind of from what I'm seeing online, it's sort of picked up slightly with the viewpoint and, you know, sort of switch around. You kind of get that. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I like that point where you make about sort of getting to know some of these people. And obviously, you've always got your standard, who are they people that you kind of not seeing a lot. But I don't know. I feel the editing's been very evenly spread this season. I feel like this has been a unique take on on a new person's season, and I think it's kind of a, a credit to the three tribe uh, formula, which I think kind of 
we're getting a bit used to now. But uh, I, I don't know. It seems to be working a lot more this season. I think so. You know, there's a couple of people I'd like to know a little bit more about. Um, you know, JP, you know, he's kind of quiet. You don't really know a whole lot about him other than he's a firefighter. And the um, nicest and guy in the world. Can we just point that out? Like, the guy, like, he's that guy that we're trying to get this thing going with JP that, like, no matter what happens in his life, he's going to find a positive spin on it. Like, somebody's going to come to him and be like, JP, you've got six months to live, you know, your family's died, everyone around you is close to you is dead. And he's just going to be like, well, yes, you know, that's fine, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to be positive and <laughs> we're going to go and out there and we're going to play well. And just, the guy is just so nice. <laughs> yeah, um... You know, it was kind of funny that, you know, that very first episode where he, he dropped trial to prove <laughs> it happened. I mean, I'm like, oh, my God. I my mean, game would have just been ruined. I just, I just, okay, what's happening, people? People taking off their clothes <laughs> to prove up. I'm like, vote me out before I get, like, in trouble. <laughs> He's, I mean, this is, just goes into the nicest guy in the world. I mean, either that or he's just got a very impressive package and he's not afraid to show it off. I mean, you know. <laughs> Woo, somebody hand me a fan. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to notice in that scene, I know that was a few episodes ago, but, you know, you notice Ashley didn't exactly turn her eyes around at that point. You know, it's not like, oh, no, I can't look. You know, it was straight yeah. away. She was just like, oh, no, he doesn't have an idol, but he's got something else. Uh, <laughs> His bits are bouncing. <laughs> it's only five minutes and, in, mean, and we're talking about like, penises. Why like, not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, and could Alan not have the worst game strategy going into a season? It was like, I mean, it, I mean, it, it it was almost like this was just a shtick, and he was just there for entertainment value. I mean, but then you realize, no, he really wants to play. But oh my gosh. People just, you know, what, what people don't realize is when you get out there, the paranoia, I mean, it's just, you know, rampant. And if you don't pull, you know, you know, pull that in and harness it in some way, you look like Alan. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, that's that's my thing. I've always said that if I was to play Survivor, I mean, I would be that person. I'd be like the Jamie Newton who's always going to be like, are you voting for me? Are you voting for me? Please, you know, tell me, are you voting for me? And then people just vote for me because it's like, oh, my God, I cannot stand this guy asking, are you voting for me? So they I just know. get rid of me. <laughs> I, I want to be in a poker tournament with, with Alan so that when he gets, like, really good cards... His eyes pop out of his head. I'm like, oh, fold. <laughs> I'm like, You're just asking everybody to strip. Like, you wouldn't want to play strip uh, poker with Alan because everyone would be naked within three seconds. It's like, I don't believe you. Yeah, take your clothes exactly. off. <laughs> yeah, you've got an ace up your sleeve or between your butt cheeks, so take off all your clothes. <laughs> oh, Alan. Bless, bless, bless old Alan. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's and kind then, of... And wait, so hold on. Let's just kind of... Let, let's just get all the, the wackadoodles out of the sure. way. So... So then you've got Patrick, who clearly didn't bring his ADD medicine with him. So <laughs> or his uh, Australian accents. Come on, that was terrible. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, dude is just straight up like bonkers. Um, and then I was hoping we'd you know get to see a little bit more of you know Rourke's game plan. Yeah, but you know, but had zero. Um, ability to you know throw chrissy off so like had the worst one-on-one and it was just like oh like game over well who on that just quickly i'll interrupt you there who had a worse one-on-one chrissy and rourke 
or um, Patrick and Lauren? Because, I mean, think back a few episodes ago when they're sitting in the water when it was between Lauren and Patrick, and Lauren's kind of like, I heard you voting for me, and Patrick just kind of looked at her as if to say, eh, probably. <laughs> well, I, I, think it, I think the one that was worse was Rourke because I felt like Rourke had some game in her and would take that opportunity to, you know, be able to find a way to stay in the game without being so obviously uh, anti-Chrissy with sitting next to her. That So Chrissy could just see in her eyes that, you know, like, yeah, well, this isn't working. And I don't know. I just felt like Rourke had, had more um, ability. Patrick yeah. had zero ability. Patrick I... was never... <laughs> Patrick was a goat from the moment they saw that red hair and the fact that he just literally just jumps up and down for no reason. And not not in a goat, as in John Carroll wants to farm him and uh, keep That's him on right. his property. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Patrick should have actually, they should have just drug him along. That You know, there was no reason. Obviously, Lauren needed to do it because, you know, she was in trouble. But, I mean, Patrick would have been the perfect foil to, to drag along. The problem is, is, his ADD, he would, you know, in one second say, well, you know, who's the alliance? I can't tell you. Well, tell me. Okay. Yeah. And then he would tell you. Yeah. He's, um... Yeah, I can't keep a secret. It's like that uh, uh, Kristen uh, Wig when she did that birthday party and she couldn't, she can't keep a surprise. Have you ever seen that that clip? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, we've it's got a few of them that season, though, don't yeah. we? It's, it's kind of, it seems to be the season of people who can't really keep secrets because... Uh, we we obviously had that oh. with um with Cole, you know, like oh no, I didn't tell anyone. Oh well, maybe there was one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, dude, is, I mean, it, it, I couldn't even figure it out. I'm like, I'm not even sure what that if that's ADD or OCD or. <laughs> This is this is why I've got to say this is why I think I'm enjoying this season so much because this has got such great characters on it. We've got these subtle little moments which are just hilarious between you know Cole and Patrick. You know Lauren's had a moments. Uh, you know you've got all these other people. Jessica's amazing. Uh, Chrissy's been fantastic. Ben had his moment this week with kind of you know not necessarily a funny moment but kind of his heartfelt moment with sort of the the popping of the bamboo and kind of things like that. We've had Alan making people strip. Uh, you know, I mean, just like the, the character moments we've had from this cast this season. Joe, I mean, God, this guy who's like Tony 2.0, kind of. Um, you know, we've got Mike, who is really not getting a lot of screen time, but he's fantastic. Ryan, Desi, uh, you know, Ali. I mean, God, this cast is so good with the moments that we've had. So, I mean, I think kind of we're yeah. selling this season already five episodes in at the moment here, John. Well, and... um and yeah, and that just goes to show you, you know, how balanced it is. Because right now, you really can't. I feel like Ryan and Chrissy have maybe some, a little bit more momentum, but Mike is like sneaking right up in there now that he's found the idol. Um, but let me, like going back to Cole, you know, Cole needs to go to uh, on and on and on, which <laughs> is for people that talk too much and 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 tell secrets. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's like all oh my either that or over inviters anonymous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he just invites everybody into his little trust circle, and then it, by the time he gets done, he has invited everybody in. Mm-hmm. Like there was nobody left that didn't know the secret. I'm like, dude, you you must have hit, fallen off a cliff and banged your head one too many times. Because 
I've never seen more horrendous gameplay. But then the thing that finished me off was the preview for next week and watching him like like caveman style lick and touch and eat stuff like everything. And you know he just is scratching and rubbing and oh god, I literally I was like threw up in my mouth a little bit. And then on top of it, he sticks his tongue like all the way out. It looks like a beaver's tail. <laughs> and and like laps like stuff up and then uses his fingers and then opens his mouth like six inches wide to like get all four of his fingers inside of his mouth and then the licking and the smacking. Oh my God. I would drown him. I, I can, I just I, I can sense John Carroll's a fan of Cole right now. <laughs> I liked him going into it, you know, you know, but oh my God, dude needs to go to finishing school. I he, mean, um, so, he played so like, it up. I did like his uh, Twitter during the week where he kind of like, he posted a picture of him covered in like peanut butter and he's like, oh, just tuned into Survivor. So what did I miss? And he's like licking it off yeah. his fingers. So yeah, he's an oh, interesting one. And like, I, I love the fact yeah. that kind of, we had this sort of what love story between him and Jessica, and now that's kind of faded away because she's a bit worried about him. And then he's like passing out next week. So I mean, oh, hardcore, I, mean, I wonder how man. that's going in in real life. Is this going to be a sort of a, a thing we're going to see at the reunion? Is it going to be a, a figgy situation again where she's just going to be like, yeah, he played me. He he's got a wife back home with a baby or something like that. <laughs> no, oh, and that awful. That's so awful. But it's so true. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Jessica. I mean, she got this, you know, she got the whole showman's thing going. Got, you know, saw, you know, cute guy, great body. Every day is upper body day. You know, just, you know, totally smitten. And uh, and then then he just turns out to be just this blabberjaw idiot game player who has, like, zero manners around food and boundaries and it's just <laughs> oh god and we ate farfaru and snee snails and i would rather eat a snee snail than to follow coal and a jar of anything <laughs> well oh. they're getting they're getting the rewards this season aren't they and but like the thing with the rewards that they're getting can i just point out it's like I think uh, Colin talked a little bit about this last week to Billy about the fact that it's all well and good to win jam and all that sort of stuff, but that's out in the Fijian sun. That's going off in a day or two, and now they're winning pastries and coffee, like iced coffee. Like, forget to drink that and eat that. Like, you're going to have some uh, pretty. You no know, wonder if you're going to be collapsing within a day. <laughs> yeah, but then who wants to eat Fijian jam with cold burgers in it? <laughs> We've never had a story like this. Is the thing that I loved about it, and again, so what's great about this season, like, and I, I guess it's probably you know as Survivor does, they edit it to have an overall like it's usually got a point to it, and maybe next week it's going to come down to the fact that he's just being so gross and licking everything that he's going to have some bacterial disease and die or something yeah. like that. But like, I mean, it's kind of it's just it's just a unique little storyline that we get a good you know three four minutes of just. Cole licks everything. Like, Cole's disgusting. Like, this is Survivor. You're all disgusting. And yet we're actually getting a storyline of somebody being even more disgusting than you already are out there playing the game. And, and, but that's the whole point. That's how bad it is. That yeah. if, it, like, if it grosses people out when you smell like a combination of fish, dead fish, and shit, and salt water, and... Cole licking his fingers and dipping his fingers into, you know, all the food and scooping it around and smacking it all up. 
<laughs> you know how bad that must be. And then I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up like typhoid Cole ends up, you know, <laughs> he's like, he's going to introduce the next plague in Fiji because of his <laughs> disgusting ways. Probably We're not that far away from Fiji, John. So like, it's going to sweep over uh, across here to Australia. Like, <laughs> cold, probably like cold disease. Full of E. coli and salmonella <laughs> and everything else that you can think of. He's going to anyway, be the first survivor. On. He's going to be the first survivor to ever get medevaced for, like, food poisoning or something like that. Yeah, out of his own, like, skin and crevices. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, just back to Rourke. I, I guess we can kind of talk about her now. I mean, she, she sort of... The thing with Rourke is I really was looking forward to seeing her because she kind of went into this as, like, kind of like that quirky style of super fan, you know, kind of like a Shireen, yeah. but maybe not as annoying. But, like, we just didn't get to see her. Yeah, I, I said that. annoying. <laughs> I just rewatched Worlds Apart in Cambodia. and Anyway, but, uh, yeah, like... Just we just didn't get to see as much as her as I thought we would, and I mean it was from what we saw it was kind of great, but I just don't think we got to see that real quirky side of Rourke that came across in the pregame stuff. And uh, I mean it's a shame. Yeah. I mean she's a fifth boot, you know she's not going to get a huge edit, but uh, I like Rourke, and I, I'm sad to see her go. I was too. I was hoping that you know she was going to do something. I, you know she's a social worker, so. She's got that piece, that kind of emotional intelligence piece and all of that. But, you know, um, Chrissy is is playing a really good game. And, you know, she's being aggressive and moving it forward without, you know, uh, being, uh, you know, obtrusive with it. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, that move that uh, her... Actually, I'll get to that move in a second. So one thing I just want to quickly say about Rourke, again, is just how humble she was at taking that vote out. And just, I, I loved her final words when she said, oh, people quick to blame the switch. I could blame the switch, but I'm not going to. There's something that I did wrong, uh, and I'll find out what that is. Like, just one of the most humble yeah. eggs that I've ever seen in Survivor. That was great for yeah. Rock. So I just yeah. wanted to point that out. But yeah, Chrissy, like, that, like, the the way she kind of moved around to get the the belief into to Ryan and JP about, oh, Rock's forming an all-girls alliance. I mean, that was brilliant. I mean, I just, the way that she kind of moved around, because, like, at the end of the day, like, on a tribe situation like that, when Rourke is the swing vote, you're expecting them to be fighting over Rourke's vote, similar to what obviously happened, uh, you know, a week ago when they're fighting over Devon's vote. So that's generally how you would assume it would work on a five-tribe split when you've got two from two pairs plus one swing vote. But instead of doing that, they're going, they're targeting the swing vote uh, because, you know, she obviously... I think is brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I, this is one thing I've always wondered, like, because it's, it's kind of like you always see when you get a switch, you always got that one odd person where straight away they're like, oh, I'm the only one here, I'm in trouble. It's like, well, five minutes later, you're not, you're the swing vote, people need your vote. And I'm always thinking, from a strategic point of view, why not target the swing vote? Because they're going to become very important, so let's all team up on them. It didn't necessarily work that way, because it wasn't like we had four people ganging up on Rourke. Because ultimately, it right. really came down to Ryan to which side that he was going to choose between Ali or Chrissy. But just Chrissy's manoeuvring there, like I mean, to to put into people's mm-hmm. minds that there's an alliance happening like that. Very few situations that have happened like that in Survivor in the past where people have have successfully pulled off that. Um, so I just mm-hmm. yeah, I props agree. to Chrissy. Yeah, Such a good move. It was there. really, it was it was really uh, smart and 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 rather subtle because. I mean, it wasn't like an overt Rourke, hey, Rourke wants to, at least in the editing, 
yeah. know, Rourke wants to make all girl alliance. I mean, I think that it, based on the editing, it seemed like, you know, some of that was embellished, but she got enough of the words out of her that she could spin, you know, a different story. But Chrissy's delivery and the way she communicates with people is really, really good because mm -hmm. it's not overbearing and, and it doesn't come across as she's being super strategic and that they're, they're all her ideas. It's, it's more of a, hey, we're doing this kind of together thing. Obviously, now Ryan's going to have to deal with, you know, Allie. Um, and Which is great for Chrissy because she gets out of this with, with no mud on her face, does she? It's going to be Ryan who has to fight yeah. face the consequences. Chrissy's clean. Well, think about, uh, like, game changers. You know, if they had gone after the swing boat in that, you know, there were times when Sarah was bouncing back and forth, and that's that danger of that lone wolf you know, working amongst the two different packs is they're always going to have the advantage because somebody's going to need that number versus, hey, let's get rid of that person and and let it reshuffle that way yeah. versus, you know, this person now flips, you know, on you, on your new group, goes back to the other group, you know, because no matter what, you know, every round, and especially if they're just doing voting blocks and they're not really working within, like, true alliances – that one that has the ability to go back and forth for a few rounds without really getting a lot of dirt and blood on their hands, you know, becomes a really dangerous player because, you know, then also the numbers start shrinking and now they've got a resume, you know, for staying alive. And all then they have to do is make one good move and knock out a power player, you know, and all of a sudden they can control the game. Yeah, exactly. Agree. Uh, completely agree. And the thing too with Chrissy as well moving forward is that, um, you know, we're not going to be that far away from a switch or, or a merge. Um, and you've also got to look at who Chrissy's got to work with based on the original uh, Heroes tribe. I mean, Alan, you would argue, is probably the only one that maybe was against it. Ashley slightly, but Ashley, I think, is more workable. So, I mean, you know, she's got JP on site. She's still got Ben, her closest ally. You know, Ashley, mm -hmm. who is probably going to want to work with her now. So, I mean, it's kind of like she's then lost Alan, who was maybe her biggest sort of anti-person. So, I mean, Chrissy's kind of coming out of this with no blood on her hands she's still in a position here where she can work around it the only downside i can see to chrissy and i hate saying this because i don't i don't like the fact this is a thing in survivor but sadly it is is that kind of recent trend where the older female player might necessarily go far but that they don't get that respect at the end for their gameplay it kind of always seems to get overshadowed so i'm hoping that this can be more of a you know a denise stapley than a than a carolyn you know or or a sherry or something like that or a monica you know where she gets a bit more credit than she she ultimately um you know might not get at the end i mean it's still very early days she's getting a strong edit she's got some good gameplay ultimately we're only five episodes in but you know if you were to analyze this based on the edit we're seeing she'd be in your top three picks to win this game at the moment Oh, I totally agree, and and she has you know already has a really strong resume, and, and if she can articulate it and defend it, you know, and explain it, then you know she's going to be really tough to beat because you know she had a target on her back right from the get go and had to make a decision whether to save Katrina or not, and you know the beginning of her resume and her story is going to start with that whole process, and then you know joining up with Ryan, I wouldn't be surprised. If she rides with Ryan for a while and then, you know, and then if they find themselves in a power spot, you know, dumping him, you know, sort of kind of early um, to kind of consolidate her power because she knows that, you know, working with Ryan, you know, he's a strong player. You know, somebody like Ashley, I don't know, is, 
is is really ever going to be able to get a strategy going simply because the game is just beat her up so badly mm-hmm. from the very very beginning. So you know, I could see where she comes in in a fourth or a fifth, um, or even gets drug all the way to the end. But nobody's going to give her the money at this point based on what we're what we're seeing. So you kind of see some. You know, Cole's never going to make it to the end. <laughs> you know, he's, he has no no gameplay. You know, he's, he's too much of a threat. You know, Joe is probably going to misstep somewhere along the line. And, you know, I, I just I think you can kind of feel like where it's all going with Chrissy and Ben and Ryan, Ashley, you know, maybe, you know, even Allie sneaking in there. JP would probably be drug around for a while. But again, he's not showing any ability to strategize. So, you know, I really think that you're, you, you've got like four or five that are going to be jostling around. But, man, I feel like this is Chrissy's game to lose. I think it's kind of it's interesting you mentioned with the Ryan situation. I mean, I kind of almost see it a, a reversal of Dawn Cochran from Caramoan, where it's kind of, you know, ultimately it's Dawn who's going to get all the flack and she doesn't get any sort of votes at the end and Cochran gets all it, whereas this might be the opposite. Like, she's going to get all mm-hmm. the votes and all the credit and, and Ryan's going to get all the flack. I mean, you know, that's, it's again, very early days. But, um, yeah. yeah but- it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because Ryan's got that good relationship with Devin. Yeah. Chrissy's got, you know, got Ben. Ashley's like right there in the mix. You know, Allie, um, if she, um, you know, doesn't, if she, if she doesn't stay bitter, you know, Desi's sitting out there as well. And oh my gosh, is Desi not one of the most beautiful survivors oh, to ever play she's, the game? She's gorgeous. Absolutely great. She is breathtaking. Stunning. Holy cow. When she had that sand on her face, I mean, it looked like makeup. It looked so perfectly placed. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I've got a Desi crush. Um, but we haven't really seen, you know, what her game is yet, but she's got this, this, you know, she's smart, you know, you can tell, I mean, she's, she's smart and and right now the game has just not helped her kind of find her way. But, you know, once she gets to the merge, you know, she could easily sneak in there as long as, you know, people don't see her as a a big threat and and bounce her out of there. Completely agree, because you know? I think you're going to get those targets, you know, your usual targets that emerge, you know, your Joes and, you know, even people like JP are probably going to maybe be targeted because they're going to be strong in the individual challenges, you know, your Coles, your Devons, your standards that you're going to get targeted. But, you know, that's where yeah, I agree. Desi can just kind of easily float through. And I'm saying as a floater, like, I think she's got a strong social game from what we've seen, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I guess we shouldn't discount the fact that she could too be a challenge threat. I'm not just trying to point out that it's only the men and they're going to be challenge threats we won't know that necessarily until we get to the individual ones because i don't think we've really had a standout challenge performer so far but you know i i think it's kind of interesting with desi because i think you could do it yeah oh for sure absolutely agree and i think that she's in a see her legs on that balance beam yeah oh she looks like a gymnast i'm I'm looking at every part of a john i think just like you so it's uh... (laughs) a <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's she's definitely one that I feel can kind of get through, uh, unassuming while all the other people are getting targeted, and it, and it will work well for her game. I mean, her Jessica, I think someone too similar to Desi that will kind of go on through, and we and the thing too is again reading the edit, we're seeing enough of Jessica, we're seeing enough of Desi, yeah, we're seeing a bit more of Jessica than we're seeing of Desi. But you've also got to kind of look mm-hmm. at terms of how we're seeing these people in the edit. I mean. 
Yeah. I like Ashley and kind of agree with everything you say with Ashley. Uh, I, I, I would say that Desi and Jessica are more of a chance to win this than Ashley, um, you know, and kind of the yeah. other ones that, you know, Lauren sort of had a, an episode there where she got a lot of screen time, but now she's kind of floating in the background a little bit more. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of, I think, in terms of reading the edit, I yeah, Desi and Jessica definitely ones that I think uh, keep an eye on for, for sure. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because I feel like there's a camp with Chrissy and Ben and Ashley and, uh, you know, Ryan is is in that mix and then Devin connected to Ryan. And then you've got the, the Mike, you know, uh, Lauren and Jessica Cole isn't going anywhere, you know, th- that group. So it just makes you wonder, you know, what's with Mike having the idol, you know, is it get, is it going to be flushed out? you know, sooner than later, it's, it's going to be interesting. There's a piece of this that hasn't quite gelled because I can see that there's kind of two camps going to be forming, you know, once they get to emerge, but I just feel like Chrissy's crew is just going to have the upper hand, but you know, I could be totally wrong. And can can I just point out that going back to my, uh, sort of my older woman sort of, uh, logic in terms of how it's played out. Chrissy does not look her age. Chrissy looks incredible. She's 46. I don't believe her. I think she's, like, in her early 30s. She looks incredible. So I think that obviously works another thing a little bit into her favour as well. So I think kind of... I'm, I'm hoping we buck that trend because I don't, like, I don't like that sort of trend that we have where the older woman gets to the end and doesn't necessarily get um, credit. And, yeah, look, there's an argument to that that some of these uh, contestants who get to the end aren't necessarily as good players as we make out. But, I mean, again, I just rewatch Worlds Apart... How Carolyn didn't, you know, get more credit for what she did at the end. That's a, that's a, I'd love to have that conversation a lot more. Uh, we had her on a couple yeah. of weeks ago, but, um, yeah. I totally agree. It's interesting. I mean, she, ben, Ben's definitely yeah. one, though. I, I mean, his little edit this week, like, Ben, I don't know whether or not we're getting this again based on kind of the overall arc of him getting to the end and something like that. It might just be a, a strong character moment because that was obviously sort of an emotional moment with him sort of with his military background. Um, but, I mean, I, I just feel when you get a, a random little story about something that such a character moment that, A, you're either going far or, B, they're, they're deliberately making them out to be a fan favourite to really help them, you know, them to come back. I mean, Ben, what we're seeing from him, he's, I think, already one of the, fan favorites as it is i mean he's got a great name let's be honest anybody with that name is already amazing and a fan favorite but um he, yeah i mean it's just it was just a nice little moment i think like we've had a lot of people who've served in the military on survivor but we've never had a moment yeah. like that before have we no 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 and it was really poignant especially you know the fact that this country has been at war for so darn long and you know ptsd and and all of that being such a huge huge problem for our veterans and you know and just you know if it doesn't manifest all the way to ptsd um or pts um you know it's still being hyper vigilant you know and you know and maybe some anxiety things like that you know i i think it was really important for him to have that um conversation because we know that once you're out there playing you know all these other things go you know go on through the game because of the pressure of the game and the starvation and the strategy and, you know, all of that. And then to have, you know, um, an internal kind of war going on with your emotions because of, of war. Um, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. And I think that for people out there struggling with PTS, you know, whether it's because of war, or, you know, other traumatic experiences, I think that was a really good moment for people to, to see that, to see what a trigger looks like and, 
how that can really you know affect somebody. Um, but it's 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 cool that everybody around him recognized it, you know, and just kind of gave him his space to do his thing. And this is where I mean, this I don't necessarily know how this will connect into anything you know in terms of our version that we've had recently here in Australia, but. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. A lot of Australian Survivor fans, there's been a lot of comments out there about saying how, oh, our versions eclipsed the US version because the US hasn't had a brilliant season in, you know, a long time. And I this is this is my whole argument where I think it's a completely ridiculous argument because the Australian Survivor has 26 episodes and there are just so many wasted storylines and editing that are just in there for no reason at all. You watch this season as a whole in a year's time every single part that is shown on US Survivor has some sort of connection to something. And that's where I right. think that, you know, that no matter what you might think from a grand scheme of things when you're watching a show live, and of course, opinions of a season and players change when you're watching a show live to when you rewatch it in a couple of seasons when you know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I just I think this, for example, little things like that where you're kind of really connecting and showing, as you were saying, that the struggles that veterans and people in the military will have in certain situations and connecting being able to show an element of that in this you know harsh environment that you're playing survivor is this is where it there's no way the australian version can even closely re- relate to the to the u.s version just in terms of of how they put it together so it's a little moment it's a little i think it's kind of you know people who have been watching this show for a long time like yourself and i john would i think notice it a lot more than say some of the people who are just kind of joining into survivor in the last few years but uh, this is Again, I think that if you're going to compare international versions to each other, this is why the US version will always be the the top of the pile. Absolutely, nothing can compare to it. And yeah, I just I just felt the need to say that this week and have a have an opinion piece on the Oz <laughs> Network here, John. <laughs> well, you go, boy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, we've got, I mean, this thing we've kind of done well, I think, this week here, John. We've covered, I think, the main people here with. It. I mean, Ali. I just wanted to mention her because, I mean, Ali's been playing strong game and I just kind of think that now that she's sort of had this moment where she's, for the first time really on the outs, Ryan's kind of gone against her now and as we kind of said, it's Ryan's going to come out of this as we're seeing in the preview next week. He's the one who's going to sort of get, you know, the blood on his hands from this uh, Rourke move. How how do you feel Ali positioned moving forward? Because, I mean, I think she's she's going to be perceived as a threat, but I also feel that she's also got some game about her that she can wiggle her way around a lot in this game. I, I don't necessarily think just because she's had one vote on the outs now, that's her game done. This close, especially to a, to a merge or another swap. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it, she, she seems to be um, a bit of a, an emotional player, but she's also at the same time, um, pragmatic because you know you could see when she was talking with Patrick before he got voted out you know she was kind of talking him up now she's in a position where you know Ryan has has not brought her in and the question is is will she hold that against him or will she um, be able to kind of pull that in recognize that hey you know, he's not completely trustworthy. And is that going to make her a free agent of, of sorts, you know, where she's going to be able to, you know, maybe connect up with somebody else? Her problem is, is that um, she's kind of isolated in that regard. And so it would almost take putting together a, a new group um, of people that are kind of at the bottom of, of, the, of their particular uh, voting blocks or alliances, mm-hmm. 
and seeing if, if you know if they can kind of swing something that way. But you know, you just don't know w- what's going to happen in the game coming uh, up, uh, and so you don't know whether or not she's going to have that opportunity. But I mean, think about it. She's she's kind of between a rock and a hard place. <clears throat> and so she almost could, if they had, if they ended up losing again, you could see where, um, you know, she could actually get voted out mm. simply because Ryan's decision on who he's going to go, you know, play the, you know, play the game with and choose to go deep with. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she's now, um, kind of on the outside looking in, you know, they have to be concerned about her switching, you know, to somebody else simply because, She's got a chip on her shoulder. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with everything you say there. And I, it's, I mean, the thing that I, I, again, just I'm really praising this season is that I, I like just a random thing where they switched the tribes a, a week or so ago and we still stayed at three. And kind of now we've got 13 people left. I'm going to assume that we might stick with three tribes until we get to a, a merge, given we're this close to sort of your, your golden, what, 13, 12 merge number, which... Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, that's got to be a first, is it not? That we've had three tribes to emerge. I don't think we've ever gone to emerge with three tribes. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. From see, I know there's been what two seasons where they've gone from two to three tribes. But the seasons that we've started at three, we've always switched down to two. So I would like yeah. I would like them to keep this at three because this is another thing too in this season. Five people we've lost, and from the original tribes, we've lost two heroes. Uh, two hustlers and one healer now. So again, it's very even. It's kind of the mm-hmm. uh, the original numbers, which we had never really had in the three tribes season. So I, I'm going to call it. I think they might stick with three tribes until we get to uh, to the merge, which I think would be greater a survivor first. I could see them doing that, um, and at the same time, I could see them just trying to shake it up again mm-hmm. and you know whittle them uh, down into two tribes. And then that way, hopefully, they end up uh, just shaking everything up and that there isn't a worry that if they stick with three and then the majority gets together, they basically, if there's a super majority when they um, when they merge, then they don't end up with some kind of Pagong, you know, problem, yeah. you know, uh, at the merge. So I would not be surprised to see them lose. What is it? They need to lose one more and then mm-hmm. go ahead and split them again because what they lose six so then what would that give them seven and seven yeah it would, we started yeah. at 20 right? uh, 18 18 so we're down to 18. 13 oh, at the okay. moment so and uh okay, just yeah. so to, they have to lose yeah. one more and go six six to correct myself uh, millennials gen x switched to three they merged at three but that's after they had started with two switched to three Whereas Got I'm, uh, so they've done it technically from a three tribe to a to a merge, but in terms of an original three tribe season, uh, it's never been done before. All stars they didn't. Philippines they were at two tribes. Uh, Cagayan they were at two tribes. I'm just scrolling through this quickly. Worlds Apart they were at two tribes. Uh, and Co Wrong, they were at two tribes. So, uh, look again, fans listening to this, please correct me. I'm often often my statistics, but um, from what I can quickly scroll through, we've never had a three tribe season start at three tribes and then merge at three. Uh, Millennials Gen mm-hmm. X slight uh, off one there, but again, like, so what do we we merge last season at uh, what was that? Twelve last season? Did we not? Yes, uh, game changes thirteen. 
Uh, 12. Oh, one of them. We usually merge around 13 or 12 now, so <laughs> we're yeah. close to the merge. But like, uh, kind of like you were saying, like the, it wouldn't surprise me either if they just do a, a one-week switch-up. Like next week, drop your bars. will be two tribes for one round, then we go to a merge. I mean, they did that, what, uh, Gabon. They like swapped that every week, did they not? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and I could still see them, you know, even like uh, trying to even get to a, uh, you know, 11 you know, mm-hmm. 10 or 11, you know, before they do it. So sure. it'll be inter- interesting to see because, um, you know, obviously if, because um, what is it, the, is is it the uh, healers have the most amount? Yeah, left? healers have one more. So they, they lost their first this week uh, from the original healers, yep. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with, like, the next, um, the next round because if they don't lose, if the healers do not lose one, then it'll be interesting to see what happens because yeah. then obviously, you know, um, either the hustlers or the um, the other tribe will uh, um, end up, you know, really in the hole. And then it might be easy just to pick them off at a merge, which would not be, you know, that would not be fun. Well, I was just going to quickly say Cambodia did the whole switch to two tribes, one round, then they went to the merge. So they, they've done it before. But yeah, uh, as much, look, I, I think I said this pre-game and I still kind of stick by it that healers going into this may be my favorite tribe of a non-all-star season that I can remember going into. I just loved everyone on the healers tribe. So I hate to kind of say this, but I kind of almost want a healer to go next week, just like an original healer, just so that we can have that, uh, you know, a, a 12 merge with, uh, you know, three sets of four from the original tribes. Like that, that's unique. That never have happened before. Yeah. So if we lose an original healer, that's going to happen if we get a merge at 12. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that would be a motivation not to um, do anything yeah. in the hopes that they would end up losing another healer and then they and then go into a merge and the game basically is restarts. And then agree. it's just how solid are the four? Yeah, you know? completely agree. And we've, I think yeah. we've always been, a, uh, I know Noah, when he's come on the show a lot, we, we're always an advocate for a three-tribe season lasting to the merge. But I think the issue that you always had with three-tribe seasons, you always had one shit tribe. Like, you just always had your Matt Sings and, you know, your, uh, was it Saboga on uh, on All Star? Like, the one that just always lost. So, um, yeah, it was... I mean, I'm glad that we've had an even spread here. Uh, we're going to get to some, some listener questions uh, very, very shortly. We've got a few good ones this week. Um, but uh, I would just... I want to get into the rating here because you never did this back when we had you on earlier this year for uh, the game shows. Can I just point out, I'm very happy so far, John, that I haven't made you cry this episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's still time. <laughs> you got 10 more minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> Quick bed, make him cry. Uh, so what we do in our rating systems here, John, is essentially uh, with this episode, if you love it, you buy it. If you think it was a medical, me- 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 I can't speak properly, a medium episode, uh, stick to the small words, Ben. You can't say big words. Uh, you rent it. And if you thought it was a terrible episode, you hated it, you never want to see it again, you bin it. So, uh, John Carroll, what would you do with this episode of Survivor? Buy it, rent it, or bin it? I would rent it. Rent it? Just the middle one? Yeah. I'm with you there, too. I mean, I, again, I'm really enjoying this season. I don't think this was definitely a standout episode. Uh, I think last week definitely was. But, um, yeah, I'm with you there. It's, it's a medium to high rent, though. It's still a, a strong episode that I think... Uh, is better than some of the other episodes we've had, uh, you know, in some of the other seasons. So, agree yes. with you there, Mr. John Carroll. Now, listener questions. 
Got a bunch of great ones, as we often do, and as per usual, I will say to all of our listeners out there, if you do wish to send in some listener questions, stay tuned to our social media pages. We'll tell you who we've got coming on the show, and you too can get involved. And we've got a lot of our... um, our regular listeners here who often send in the same question to each of our guests each week, but they're pretty much entertaining questions here, John. So let's start with Mitch. Mitch has three questions for you here, but these are fun ones. The first one, uh, this is more related to your season than this season. Uh, Who was the biggest diva around your camp on, uh, or basically on your season? Who was the biggest diva around camp? Sean. Sean, <laughs> you didn't even hesitate with that. <laughs> yep. No, no, no class. What made him a diva? Was there, you know, the biggest diva Sean moment? <laughs> they were all diva Sean moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sean. Yeah. Um, who? Oh, well, this is kind of in a similar vein. Who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island from your season? It depends on what part of the game. If it was before merge, it would have been Kathy. Mm-hmm. And if it was after merge, uh, Sean. Sean, okay. Uh, now, this one here, uh, sadly, you can't answer yourself because we know that you would be the answer here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a suck-up and bias here and say that I think you are the number one person to answer this question uh, to. Anyway, which three people from your season deserve a second chance apart from yourself? Oh, uh, Sean, Nalia, Gabe. Gabe. Ah, yeah, Gabe. I like Gabe. That's a good answer. There you go. Thanks, Mitch, for that. Uh, Olga says, uh, hello, Olga. Hello, Oz Network, and love from Israel, as always. Finally, someone from this season... Shalom. Shalom. Finally, someone from this season who produced one of my favorite winners, Vesepia. Can you defend this amazing winner who always gets so much dislike? I'm a huge fan, and you have, and have you caught up with her recently? Um, I, I talked to her, her through social media this summer. Um, and, um, and she is a completely underrated winner. Um, her game was so sophisticated and subtle and she negotiated her way through some really like powerful, bombastic, over the top personalities and just negotiated her way through all of that. Um, until she got to a place where she could take control of the game. Good, good answer. Now, Olga just adds, I'm looking forward to seeing her come again on the Oz Network. I have so many questions. One of my favorite winners. I've waited 15 years to see her on the show again, along with anyone who is in Boston, Rob, to return from this season, like John, Nalia, and Patricia. Uh, now, I, I, you request her every week, Olga. I have reached out to Vesepia, so uh, hopefully I'll hear from her soon and we can get it. Because we haven't had her on... The, I don't think we've had her on the show since we did the commentaries with you, John, when we had her on for the, the finale for that. So oh, it's, yeah. It's well, and a- here's the other thing. When you asked about, like, deserving players, I looked at it as the ones that had not won. Mm-hmm. If they do a winner's-only season, she absolutely should be in that mix. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, my favourite listener every week, because I just love saying her name, Sasha Pewter-Schmidt. Uh, she she plays this game where basically I'm going to give you a name of a contestant, John, and you have to either kiss, slap, hug, or run away from them. So um, okay. you've got four options for each of these people. So let's start off with Sue Hawk. Uh, hug. Hug. All right. What did you do with Rupert? Run away. <laughs> Poor Rupert. Uh, Patricia. <laughs> Who? Patricia from your season. Who? 
But you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, G- <laughs> I get it now. Uh, Gabriel, Gabe, hug, Nalia, uh, hug, and kiss on the cheek. Oh, on the cheek! I saw your videos the other day on uh, Instagram. Come on, uh, <laughs> Zoe, <laughs> run away, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> uh, uh, crazy Matt. I'm guessing that's Matt Von Ertfelder from uh, Survivor Amazon. Oh, um, run away. <laughs> Gee, John's got some energy this week. He's running away from everyone. Well, I don't want to hit anybody. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have to start that emergency podcast situation again. Uh, Christy Smith. Oh, I would kiss her on the cheek. Uh, Aubrey. Uh, hug and kiss on the cheek. Kimmy Kappenberg. <laughs> um, arm wrestle. <laughs> that, that, that's an alliance I'd love to see. You and Kimmy, that would be amazing. Uh, Billy Garcia. Oh, Billy. Big old hug. Corinne Kaplan. Um, it depends on which Corinne showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good answer. Uh, Vesepia. I'd run away from her because she's too she's too sly she's too she's too like good of the of the sublime. Uh, Sari. Oh my gosh! Totally, totally hug. And Sandra. Oh yeah, boy. Hello, I, I Sandra. I would um, kiss. She'd slap me. Then I'd hug her and then run away. <laughs> oh, I love how you think this out. Thanks, Sasha. Great one there. Uh, Rachel Harper says. Uh, I listened to your podcast with Billy last week, and Olga is right. Vesepia would be a great guest to see again. Uh, John, when was the last time? Well, we already answered that uh, in terms of... Well, I mean, this is, I guess, technically, when was the last time you saw Vesepia? So outside of oh. talking to her on social media and appearing on podcasts with her, when would have you last seen Vesepia? Are you talking about, like, photos? Because I, nah. I see him all the time. Like, Google her right now, Vesepia. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, years and years. Well, there you go. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, Miranda says, uh, what was a favorite challenge you did in your season? The challenge you wish you most had done and the worst challenge of all time. Let's just start with favorite challenge you did on your season. Uh, taking the rocks out of the boat when it was sunk. I wish they'd do that challenge again. That was your but strategic mastermind, knows- wasn't it? That was the one where you basically worked out how to do that from memory. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, did you have one on your season that perhaps you didn't get to do that you wish you had done? Um, I wished in the, the challenge that that the general and I ended up losing because we did not drag the boat close enough to the chain um, because we couldn't uh, 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 steer the catamaran or whatever they call it. Um, I wish I would have been in the running spot versus the the rowing the boat spot because that was that was horrific like like if i ever got to play again and they brought that challenge back (laughs) i would be like oh shit the one well (laughs) i I hope i hope that when you get to i'm not gonna say if when you get to play again it's on one of these seasons where you know they like revisit challenges and jeff probes is like oh this was done on this season and you know i want them to be like Oh, and he's the kite challenge. John, this was on your season. You lost yeah. this challenge yeah. and were voted out yeah. that night. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. The kite Hashtag- one, I, I, 
the kite one's easy. I just needed to make a tail for my kite. I forgot to do that. But it's that that boat and steering it and trying to get it the right direction. That that one is the one that freaks me out. Well, Miranda says at the end, worst challenge of all time. It's funny actually I bring up the kite one because that's often regarded as one of the worst challenges of all time. But I, I like as as shit as it was, it's got a uniqueness yeah. to it that like it's kind of like. I, I want to see it again just for shits and giggles. Just because it's kind of like yeah. everyone shits over the Tangram challenge from Thailand. I love the Tangram yeah. challenge. Like just random challenges that are just kind of rubbish. Bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like the SOS one. Yeah, that, that one. Oh, they're great. You know. I love those ones. And the, was it Gulliver's Travels? Remember, was that Nicaragua where they had to carry that giant Gulliver like through the like? Yeah. And and the the Australian yeah. Outback one where they had to do the emergency one and like Elizabeth and Alicia are on those little uh, gurneys being carried around like just random <laughs> ones like that are great. Start yeah, with the puzzle yeah. pieces. Come on. <laughs> yeah, enough with the puzzles. Exactly. Uh, what do we got here? So this this is a fun one. Ruth Marie sends this one every week. Um, and I think, as, as uh, Colin established last week, some of our listeners, I think, aren't real. I think that these are actually like Mark Burnett and Jeff Probst just trying to get a vibe of what they think will be, you know, a good idea. So just imagine you're actually okay. answering this from one of them. So basically, Ruth Marie has an option here. So she said, if you were playing again... You were on. Uh, you were sent to Exile Island Reward Boat, and there's Cochrane again because he's always on that damn boat. You get to choose between one of the four options as an advantage in the game. So these are the four options you can get, John. The first one, okay, the vote tripler. You gain the ability to add three votes to only one player in a tribal council, but the consequence is that the next tribal council you're not allowed to vote. Number two, the spy bunker, which you are allowed to go to the other tribe in an underground bunker directly under the shelter for 30 minutes. Number three, <laughs> uh, she thinks about this a lot, uh, the vote reveal. You can play this at any tribal council until the final seven, and when you come back to camp, you will have a note in your personal belongings telling you who voted for who. Or, number four, the mutiny idol. Play it to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but... They get sent to the other tribe instead. To be immediately voted out the next round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Uh, they just get three extra days on the other tribe. I would. To- I would take. I would totally take the bunker. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you you're the first to take the bunker. You just want to go underneath the camp and listen to them go around for thirty minutes. Yeah, I want to, you know, I, I want to know who the dynamics are. I'd want to know who's at the bottom of the pile. Wow, okay, interesting. You're the first to take that option. So there you go, Ruth. There you get. I think actually now every single one of those options have been chosen before. So you might have to come up with four new ones there, Ruth Marie, for next week. Oh, sorry, Mark Burnett. That's who you are. Um, Gene says, John, how far would you go to get back on Survivor? What are the lengths you would go to be- get back on? For example, if it meant becoming an Australian or New Zealand citizen and doing Australia <laughs> or New Zealand Survivor. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, no. <laughs> um, and what haven't I already done other than sell my firstborn? And I would consider going and getting a firstborn so that I may sell he or she to get on the show. There you go. That's uh, There's an answer for that one. Uh, Matt says, if you could erase your time playing on Marquesas and instead play for a first time on any season after season four, which one would it be and why? That's a good question. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, oh, gosh, that's a really good question. 
there's a few different seasons. Um, all right. He's thinking. And I, yeah, so so I so the question is, I would not play in my. So my you season, basically. Right? Survivor God comes down and is like, John, you uh, must play yeah, on another God. season besides Marquesas. But it can't be the first three. So basically, any season between 5 and 35, you can replace your time with instead of being on uh, season four. Um, the first blood versus water. Ah, okay. And who would you have, Chad, with you? or? Um, no, because I don't think he'd want to... I don't think he'd want to leave the goats. So <laughs> I, does. I would... I would play with either my sister or my uh, niece or nephew. Okay, good answer. A couple more here. This is actually a funny one. I've never had this one before. Uh, Katie Silas, uh, (laughs) what would you rather do to get back on the show, John? Pick one of the following. Number one, fart on Jeff Propes while naked. Number two, eat an apple pie filled with dog food and outdated fish guts. Number three, Kiss Sue Hawk while covered in bird shit. And number four, lying in a box with 22 snakes. <laughs> well, since I've already done the first three, I'll take number four. <laughs> oh my Remember, goodness. you asked me the question before, what have I not done? Exactly. Uh, Leah P says basically this question every week. Uh, Survivor Goddess continues to shine. Oh, Lauren has the best confessionals. Blunt and to the point. John, would you align with Lauren Rimmer? Oh, I would align with anybody that would get me further in the game. What about Cole? I wouldn't care if they were old or young or (laughs) whatever. I mean, if if I could align with them and, and, you know, and, and... and trust them as much as you can trust anybody. I would never exclude anybody. <laughs> All righty. Let's end it up with our favorite uh, Granny Survivor, who's really Sandra Diaz Twine, as I think we've uh, worked out. But let's uh, let's go through Granny's uh, lovely words here. Hello, dears. Oh, another week of great Survivor. My love for American Survivor is comfortable with Australians... With, is comfortable? That's a weird one. Uh, with Australian Survivor done and dusted for a few weeks. I'm so glad it's back to basics. Uh, love the star. That's a different question. We'll get to the end. She likes our Star Trek episodes. No, nothing related to you there, John. Uh, Ryan in the challenge was funny to watch. Poor dear. But I do love some entertainment, and Lauren continues amazed with her confessionals. I do, do hope she makes the merch. So she's got uh, a few questions here, but we're gonna, as we often do with Granny Survivor's questions, we're going to do quick-fire answers with this one, because then she ends it up with a fun little game, which we'll close it out with. So these are quick-fire answers, John. First thing that comes to your mind. Who from your season voted out pre-merge do you most regret going and had potential if they stayed? Gabriel. It's a common one. Uh, who would you make an alliance with between these people on your tribe? Richard Hatch, Boston Rob, Gabe, Courtney, Vesepia, Lauren Rimmer, Patrick, Corinne, and Sandra. Courtney. Courtney. Done. Uh, if you could put yourself on any similar question, we've kind of already had this one, on any two Survivor seasons, which two? So you said Blood vs. Water. Is there another one that kind of came to your mind before that you were thinking of? The very first one. Borneo, good answer. What was, your, what was the pre-game experience like for you? After the flight to the island, and was there any contact with anyone pre-game Ponderosa, if you can remember? No, because we were too new, and I just remember distinctly, um, Kathy's tent was right next to mine, um, and she seemed to be a little angsty, 
and Gabriel was reading Mensa cards, um, <laughs> and um, it was interesting because um, he was telegraphing, obviously, that he was very smart, which he is. Okay. Uh, who is the most beautiful? I think we kind of we would have asked you this way back in when we had our five questions, but might have changed now. You kind of said this already. Who is the most beautiful player of all time? Malia, because she's got an amazing heart, and she is one of my best friends. Aw. Uh, who is the worst player of all time that you just wanted them off your screen ASAP? <laughs> Patrick. I was going to say, say Cole. Uh, <laughs> is there anyone from your season that you have not personally met? I think that's a bit obsolete because you would have met all of them at the reunion. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's not like Australian Survivor, Granny Survivor, where they kind of don't meet them. Uh, well, we've kind of already answered this one. She asked about Vesepi has got a bad rap. Uh, do you think she deserves a winner's season? We've already answered that one. Uh, and what were your thoughts on Game Changers as a whole? Well, we had you on. I think you liked Game Changers, did you not? Nothing really much to add on that? No, I, I loved it. I mean, I love, obviously, because, you know, I, I would love to play the, the game again. But what I love about the returning players is that, for the most part, you don't deal with the Patricks of the world. You know, I mean, everybody's out there, for, for the most part, wanting to play. And for those that really want to play, it's just so, it's a blood sport, you know. And people are willing to make huge moves and and take people down hard because they know it's a game. And, you know, you never know after your second time, you know, if you're ever going to play again. So um, I think you don't want to lose again. And you want to... Um, uh, not leave anything um, behind. Great answer. Now, she wraps it up. Fun little game. It's a true or false game, basically, John. What uh, she does is she gets a former player's bio from a CBS from the CBS bio. She's got five mm-hmm. statements here which were either on or not on their original bio. And you have to tell me okay. if it's true or false. This week's player yep. is Corinne Kaplan from Caramoan. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> these are five things which you either did or did not say. You're going to tell me if it's true or false. Number one, people who think they are hot but are not. Did she say that or did she not say that on her bio? Uh, true. That is false. That is... Uh... <laughs> Number two, reality show losers and anyone who uses the door open button in an elevator. True. Correct. We have one point. Number three, I don't have any insecurities. True. Correct. Number four, I'm a bitch, but I'm a witty bitch. Oh, that's definitely true. That's false. That is false. Ah! Yeah. He probably would have said it even more eloquently than that. And the final one here, shutting down small talk. Uh, That would be a true. Correct. You said true for everyone there, but you got three out of five. So you beat there Granny you Survivor in her own game. You thought she would trick you. John, mate, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, no matter what it's for. Uh, thank you, as always. I will say, given the time of recording this, it's very close to Halloween. So happy Halloween. And uh, sad that I'm not going to be there for Thanksgiving. I'll have to catch a plane in about three weeks to join you again for that turkey because uh, I still have dreams <laughs> about your turkey and the uh, marshmallow on those sweet potato. And I still haven't eaten it there since you I've left your house. I need to have marshmallow and sweet potato again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we're coming up on the year anniversary of, oh, no. uh, of your first Thanksgiving. Yeah, I need to I need to win the lottery in the next couple of weeks and just show up on your doorstep. So, uh, yeah. uh, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you so much, and uh, we will get you on again, no doubt, uh, next season to chat more about Survivor. Yes, definitely. Take care and, and say hello to my Tazzies. And once again, a massive, massive thanks to uh, John for joining us there. Always a fun time with John. We've got our regulars that we have on every single year. John's always one of them and uh, obviously a very good friend of the show. He's a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of the Survivor fan community, let's be honest. Uh, he's definitely one that always is ready to give his time for the fans, loves the show as much as we all do. So, uh, John, obviously a much appreciated joining us here on the show. I just want to quickly take uh, this time because I, I didn't get a chance to do it during the uh, episode. Uh, if you're actually in the Nashville or Auburn area and need any sort of removal work done moving, uh, Bolt Movers is who you should call. 615-219-9801 in Nashville. And if you're in Auburn, 334-521-2092. Head to boltmovers.com. They're fantastic. And... Um yeah, just thought we'd throw in a shameless plug for Patrick because we didn't get him on the show, sadly. But anyway, uh, next week we'll be back, of course, again for another Survivor recap. Obviously, this one a little bit more uh, delayed than we usually have, um, but hopefully we'll have uh, earlier out for you this week. Now, we're not 100% sure who we've got on this uh, at this moment. Reached out to a couple of people and we'll uh, obviously be able to confirm that for you probably midweek. So uh, just stay tuned to our social media pages, Oz Network, Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, uh, we're everywhere except for Tumblr because we're not 14 and we're not a girl. So uh, that's basically where we are right now in terms of the social media pages. But again, stay tuned for that. Exit interview with the six voted out person will, of course, happen Friday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's Thursday evening for our North American listeners. And outside of Survivor, uh, actually, before actually before I shamelessly plug the other ones, I will say just in terms of Australian Survivor updates with our rankings episode and our Hall of Fame stuff still to come, uh, we're just ironing out some details of those. We haven't forgotten about those just in case people are wondering those. Anyway, as I interrupted myself there, our other shows outside of Survivor, given that we're releasing this on a Monday, it's Lost Day today. Our fourth episode in our Lost Recap series is out and about today. It's called Walkabout. It's a great episode and uh, definitely one that, uh, if you're a Lost fan, you know it very well. It's a very emotional episode. Watch it, listen to it, you'll deserve it. Uh, third Watch this week kicks back off with our Season 2 coverage. We've obviously had a couple of weeks off in terms of, uh, we had our recap episode of Season 1, a couple of archive interviews that I've done on a former show with some of the cast members. So this week we're back into our recap episodes, uh, Season 1, Episode 1. That is coming your way this week. And Nip Tuck is happening again this week. We're planning to get our second episode of the third season up tomorrow. Be a little bit later tomorrow, uh, probably Tuesday evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time. But stay tuned for that. It will be out. Uh, and I will just say I interrupted myself uh, with Granny Survivor. She, uh, I'll just say she mentioned, uh, to quote you here, Granny, love the Star Trek podcast, dears. Great job, Colin and Jamie. I'm a Trekkie, dears. Have been since the original series. So obviously our Star Trek Discovery episodes with Jamie and Colin are happening this week. We've also uh, got our DC month wraps up, sort of wraps up. We've got our Wonder Woman, our final in the four episodes. Doesn't really wrap up. We'll have a preview episode of Justice League coming your way, of course, in the lead up to Justice League. But that leads us very close to our Star Wars month. Can you get excited a little bit more, people? Because it's going to be exciting. Last Jedi is happening very soon. And we're looking at four Kind of obscure Star Wars films. We're not just going through all the episodes. We're actually going to go over the two Ewok specials, the Christmas special, and the Clone Wars, of course, that uh, set between episodes two and episode three. So stay tuned for those. Also, there'll be a spoiler-free review of Geostorm coming up this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that one as well. I went and saw it. 
You want to know how it was? Well, you'll have to wait and find out. And um, plenty more to come. This is the Oz Network. We've got you all covered with a variety of different action and excitement happening. So, uh, as always, stay tuned. We appreciate your support wherever you are listening to. And as always, we would like to just have a polite question out there, if you may please go and rate us on iTunes. Uh, we still are trying to aim to get up as high as we were on Survivor Oz in terms of our overall ratings. We're on seven at the moment. We'd love to be able to get to ten before next week. Uh, we say that every week. But uh, if you're a listener of this show and you have iTunes, please head to iTunes. You just simply need to rate us out of five and leave a short little review. You can just literally write, good, and we would be fine. Or if you think it's shit, write, bad, and give us one star. Um... We would appreciate the feedback there. You know, Granny Survivor, I notice you've done on there. But, you know, Ruth Marie, Mitch, Sasha Pewter-Schmidt, all the people out there, if you take the time to listen each week, we really would appreciate it if you could head to iTunes and leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Uh, also liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, and also oh, not just on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, if you're not an Apple user. Uh, that's where you can find all these episodes. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, as I say every week, folks, we really do appreciate your time uh, going out of your way to listen to these episodes, whether you're just a Survivor fan following us on from Survivor Oz or you're a listener who've discovered this podcast and like the other content and just stay on for the Survivor episodes as well. We obviously appreciate wherever you are listening to the world. Send us a message. Send us an email. Tell us where you're from. Tell us a bit about how you discovered the podcast. We'd love to hear from you, whether or not you're just a one-time listener or whatever it is. We always appreciate hearing some stories from where you guys are listening from. Any requests as always we take them on board i know we get a lot of people requesting certain guests across the line we do listen as i said we reach out to Vesepia, we reach out to other people as well not always in our control whether or not they say yes or no to the show but uh we'll see how we go with that of course as well but again bottom of my heart thank you for listening it's been a lot of fun it's it's essentially the sixth anniversary can i just throw that out there since we began as survivor oz um, just, you know, a little bit of a sort of a background in terms of where all that came from, if you don't know, just given that usually around this time of year, we would release an anniversary episode to celebrate the occasion. Uh, you know, it all started with, uh, Gabon contestant Jillian Larson contacting me to do an interview on, uh, my radio show at the time, The Brink, and then it kind of just snowballed from there. We got former guests on, uh, former contestants, I should say, on, and kind of blended itself into its own show, and, uh, the rest is history. And now we're obviously the Oz Network, no longer just Survivor Oz, but, uh, yeah, happy sixth birthday to us. Just thought I'd shout that out there just as a side little note as well. But thank you to listening if you've made it this far. Thanks to John again for joining us, and thanks, everybody, for your support. My name is Ben. This is the Oz Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'll speak to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.